I'm a giant when I stand Ballin' like the Jets, startin' Jersey like the Nets To New York like the Mets, yeah I win like the Yanks Like the past, fill a check, GNT Sports Talk How to show on the net, yeah On myself, yeah I bet, yeah I put blood to the switch, yeah From the East to the West, GNT Sports Talk How to show on the net, yeah Well, everybody, uh, it's been a real long time since we did this, uh, but we're finally back here doing some Tides Tuesday football podcast. It's been a little bit. My brother and I, Julian Gallardi, and I are reunited once again on the pod, that is. Uh, We've been dealing with a bit of a COVID situation going on that's been hitting New Jersey, and I was just in New Jersey, got to see Julian for – of course, saw Spider-Man, and now we're finally back. I'm back in Florida now. We're back at it. So, brother, what's up? All right. I'm going to be transparent with everyone because I've never lied to anyone on this podcast before. So, I'm going to get this out of the way. I had COVID, and it was terrible. Um, this is what happened. I got to see Bobby just before that, but um, tough situation. I've been quarantining ever since, basically. I barely left my house. This is the first time we've even recorded since it took place. But we're back. We're going to push forward. I'll be good. A few more days, one more test away, and I'll be good to go. But thanks for helping me through the situation. I know things have been tough for you, too. The traveling is really unfortunate. Everything that happened. But we're both okay. Overall, that's the main point here. We're going to be just fine moving forward as well. And I'm excited to get back into it and think about some better things. Well, I'm just happy you're doing better, brother. Um. It's a really tough situation, testing positive for COVID-19. And, yeah, being up there, it's like I flew into a war zone when I uh, came up there. And, you know, we'll have to see what happens. My family got COVID as well. Uh, I took a test today, so hopefully it's negative. But then I have to see what happens. We're pushing forward and we're back at it. A hundred percent, bro. So let's get to it. You know, we had a crazy week of football. We didn't get to do our preview show, unfortunately. I'm sure we would have had a lot of differences and a lot of crazy stuff that ends up happening. A few upsets, but um, I guess we could start. Where do you want to begin? 49ers, Titans, want to go to New England? So we want to go in the order of like... You know what? I, I, I want to start in on the Patriots, if All right. you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. That was a huge loss. I understand. Huge loss is an understatement. Not only Patriots are riding seven-game winning streak. We're riding high. First seed in the AFC a few weeks ago. Who would have ever thought that? Then the Patriots go to Indy and put up a dud. They come back in the end, and and then Jonathan Taylor takes it down their throats, ends the game. Okay, now we got the Bills. So Buffalo comes in to Gillette Stadium and arguably ripped the hearts and soul out of the Patriots defense, which was non-existent in this game, I might add. I am completely disgusted with what I saw on Sunday. Here's what I saw. First off, there is no pass rush whatsoever. Matthew Judon who has had a tremendous year for us. He did not play well. 
He didn't even he didn't even record a pressure on Sunday. Not going to cut it. The Patriots brought pressure, but the problem is they didn't get home because Josh Allen, you know, what's the game plan against Josh Allen? Everybody knows. Keep that man in the pocket. Don't let him extend the play. Okay. Easier said than done. I get it. Well, when you think you got him, he throws across his body, receivers making plays. He's missing his two targets, Cole Beasley, who thinks COVID is a hoax, I might add, and and Gabriel Davis. And Isaiah McKenzie, the guy is a lifetime special teamer, for Christ's sakes, 10 catches over 100 yards in the score. Embarrassing. Patriots offense was dead in the water, non-existent. Mac Jones the past two weeks has played and looked exactly like a rookie. Hasn't played his best. And, you know, I'm just, I'm disgusted with it. Patriots right now are the sixth seed. You go from the second, the first seed to to the second seed, all the way to the sixth, to the third seed, then to the sixth. Patriots are holding on for their deal life for the sixth seed for crying out loud. And I'm completely and utterly disgusted with the play of the Patriots the past two weeks. Because now the Patriots this week play Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville Jaguars. That's a dub. Well, I'm I'm gonna keep I'm gonna be keep it quiet with that because my luck, I'll say something and something bad will happen. But um <laughs> I'll tell you right now, you're good. Based on what I saw last week, which we'll get to, you're going to be just fine. Is the game in Jacksonville or in New England? It's in Foxborough. Oh, yeah, they're going to get slaughtered. I wouldn't even worry about it. Let me ask you this. Do you think it's going to be just as bad as when we were in Foxborough? Uh, That's tough to say because that was brutal. So I don't know about that bad, but you're not going to have to worry too much. I don't know what the spread is, and we'll get to that in our next show. 16 and um, a half. Well, you know, I would say you cover that if I had to guess. I'd say it's three touchdowns, like 20, maybe 17 to 21 points. I would range it. I think it'll be a touch better than what we saw when we went. But um, I wouldn't worry about that too much. Yeah. So the Patriots can clinch a playoff berth with two things. They need to win the game, of course. Yep. And they need the Raiders to lose. Or they need the Dolphins to lose. Now the Dolphins are playing the Titans, which I will tell you this, the Titans are getting back to form, I might add. Julio has COVID, though, now, so he's out again, probably. That's okay. A.J. Brown is a one-man wrecking crew. (laughs) Yeah, fortunately, he doesn't have a big impact for them anyway, so it's not going to mean too much, sadly. But hopefully he can have one good game before the postseason, I guess. But I'm not going to rant about that, so we can get back to where we were. All I'm going to say to finish this about the Patriots is they better clean this this up. I'm going to be polite here. Clean it up and get to the postseason. I get it. I'm not going to diss Mac Jones. You're not going to hear it from me. Mac Jones has been playing poorly. I'm going to call it how it is. He's been playing like trash the past two weeks. Needs to clean that up. And that's all I'm going to – and the defense needs to get pressure – Cover when the Patriots defense isn't causing turnovers, they're not doing it, they're not very good. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's That's true. A good assessment from you. When they don't cause turnovers, you can run and throw all over them, and that's the problem. 
Yeah, they had that good stretch during the seven-game winning streak, but it seems the last two weeks are starting to get exposed in certain areas. But we both knew that it wasn't going to last forever. As much as you wanted it to, they were going to lose games before the postseason, obviously. They're not a perfect team. They're a good team. In my opinion, I don't think they're great, but we'll see what happens. Um, they, um, they're not going to win the division because the Bills have a cakewalk to end the season. They uh-huh. play us in Atlanta. And um, you guys will have a cakewalk next week. I don't know what week 17 entails, but um, the Patriots will be a playoff team. You can even actually rematch with the Bills. There's a chance you get another match yep. with them in the yeah, postseason. Yeah. So, right now, if the season ended today, the Patriots would be playing the Bengals. Oh, boy. That's an interesting one. I think I might, that's a tough one. We'll have to, I can't wait to get to that talk, but we got a bit to go. The playoff picture is crazy. We'll get to that talk in a bit, but um, yeah, bro. I mean, Buffalo took control finally after a terrible stretch. They um, reestablished themselves as division leaders. Josh Allen went crazy. I can't believe McKenzie did that. I haven't heard of him before the like, opening kickoff, probably. Uh, Diggs just owns New England, I guess. Uh, you guys got to figure that out if you play them again. But um, good win for them. Tough spot for New England. But Matt Jones is still a rookie. That's another thing. I mean, I'll make fun of him, say he's a little overrated, because I think the media does hype him up too much because he's won New England a touch. But he's still very solid, still having the best year of a rookie quarterback. But he's not going to be flawless every week. You're seeing a tough stretch. Two tough playoff teams he's facing, too. Not like he's doing this against poor competition. So... As the competition gets tougher, those windows get tougher to throw through and everything. So he'll go back to the drawing board. I'm sure he'll finish the year strong, but we'll see what happens when the lights turn on the playoffs. You're absolutely right, brother. I'll tell you that. He's, it's not – I would be more disappointed, and I would really have to assess it, his assessment, if this was against teams, so for example, like the Jaguars or Jets or Giants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. When he goes up against those teams – He's tremendous. And even yep, against playoff I've, teams. Yep, I've seen it. Look, he played tr- against the Browns. He was lights out. Against the Titans, he was lights out. He, yeah. He's just having a rough stretch. Yeah. The All only right. thing, the only thing real to end oh, it, the only, the only thing I'll say, the Colts game, that defense had him shook. I will admit that. Yeah, it was a bad start. And, and but that game, he did bring him back. Uh, but the 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 only thing the Bills did was pressure him in the old and this weekend honestly without Nelson Aguilar stretching the field the middle of the field wasn't open and no receivers were getting separation and when Nikhil yeah. Harry's bumming I I, I can't even <laughs> you I'm gonna about you're gonna need to take me to a hot fly down and take me to a hospital for how much I could go off about that scrub so that yeah, he's been a so, huge bust bust is an understatement I that, that's something that, you know what let's move on to a better game. All right. Well, I won't bring us to the toilet bowl then. We'll have to wait for that. So <laughs> let's have some fun here and see. Well, I'm trying to think what the best game was. You know, that Thursday night game was very interesting. I'm tempted to go there. Um, you know what? Screw it. Let's go there. Because I think that Thursday night game had a lot of implications. So we're going to go to that one. This was a very good game. The 49ers and Titans, you know, Jimmy G blew the game. Let's call it what it is. And then his press conference after the game, he kind of didn't fully take responsibility for. He said there's a lot of things we didn't execute well. Well, it falls on you, bro, because they were up 10 nothing. He gives them a pick. And then he throws another terrible pick. He overthrows Ayuk by a million yards. Debo Samuel goes crazy, almost 200 all-purpose yards. Kittle was solid, too. But, um... This um, 49ers team is going to be limited by Jimmy G. You know, we both had this discussion before. 
The Titans get a gutty win. Uh, A.J. Brown wakes up in a huge way, returns. He gives them everything they need and more. Uh, he, the offense is going to run through him now, especially since Derrick Henry hasn't returned yet. So Brown gets 145 yards. Tannehill wakes up, does just enough. And the Titans are going to try to fight off the Colts for that division still. I think they're one win away from Clayton since they swept the season series. They have a big game against Miami. But I still think San Francisco is going to be a playoff team. Jimmy G is not playing this week, so we're going to get a glance into the future, which I think at this rate, the 49ers probably want to see sooner rather than later with Trey Lance. Well, first off, I will say this. Jimmy Garoppolo has kind – you know what? Let's call it how he – Jimmy Garoppolo, he's just not good enough for this 49ers team. I feel like he holds them back. Yes. He does. He does. Yes. He took them to a Super Bowl two years ago. I understand. Yes. He, he has taken a team to a Super Bowl. He's also one of the reasons that team did not win. So Jimmy Garoppolo is just not good enough. Yeah, he's not. He is inconsistent, not to mention he can't stay healthy because now he's injured again yep. with his thumb. But this is there's a reason why the San Francisco 49ers took Trey Lance with the third overall pick. And I'll still to this day think that the 49ers made a big mistake not taking Jones. But anyway, um, he'll be right. But yeah, Trey Lance, third overall, they saw something. Jimmy Garoppolo, it, it's inevitable. His time in San Francisco has been, he's been on borrowed time. That's what he's been on. That's uh-huh. what it, and this 49ers team with the right guy at quarterback, they could be scary good. Their defense is still very good. That offense, George Kittle, first of all, Debo Samuel, to me, Julian, I don't think – I'm going to tell you this. To me, him and Cordero Patterson are, like, very similar type of players. Yeah, they are. That's a good one. I, I Debo Samuel, to me, is just – not only is he an amazing receiver, the guy leads the league – leads all receivers in rushing touchdowns for crying out loud. He does everything and anything for you. He's the definition of the Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Like, the guy and, just does it all. And that's – that I'm telling you, he's in an offense where he doesn't need to be relied on heavily. He could do – and the run game of the 49ers is not what it used to be by any means, but – They'll fi- they're figuring it out, uh, figuring yeah. it out. Yeah, to me, to me, George Kittle, I think he's handicapped by Garoppolo. I don't, I don't think Garoppolo yeah. works his way at all. I think I didn't realize how bad he actually did. I thought he did better because I saw one big play, but it was only two for twenty-one yards. So I'll take that back. I'll walk that one back. And you're right. Yeah, it's just you know what, man. It's it's really. Um, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Look, you know me, how I have a kind of a soft spot for Jimmy G. Well, that soft spot is healed up because I can tell. Yeah. I, I, listen, I, I'm sorry. The guy's not good enough. He's mediocre at best. He turns the ball over way too much. You pot, you punt, you tap the guy on the shoulder. He's out for two weeks. Yeah. It's, I'm sorry. He's not good enough. Now, I'll tell you this where he'll end up next year is going to be something because if he starts for a team, I'll be shocked. Because he might, I, I think, because with his days with San Francisco, a good is gone. They they yeah. paid him. Remember, they made him the highest paid quarterback before he even played a down. Yeah, that was foolishness. And I'll tell you this, the 49ers franchise, what they're doing is they went the approach of the Chiefs with Patty Mahomes. That's what they yeah. did with Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. And 
Jimmy Garoppolo is about to get, you know, what happened to Alex Smith. He's about to lose his job, and he knows it. And listen, Jimmy, you got to take accountability, man. You're the quarterback. You're you're turning the ball over. You're the one throwing the ball to the other team, not the other way around. So I'm just going to say with this game, first off, I think A.J. Brown coming back from injury, you know, his story this year, ever since he admitted that he contemplated suicide, it's I'm, I'm I really, really like AJ Brown and Jewel, bro. You know how much, and anybody could say how much I vouch for the Patriots to go and get him that two years ago. How much I, I love this guy. I think he's a stud. I'm happy to see he's doing better. He's a complete mismatch. I don't care. He's he was the only guy on that out there last week because Julio got COVID. Got COVID. He's not really Julio's not putting up. And he's still putting 145 yards. The guy is an absolute machine out there. I love he's consistent every week. And I will tell you this, the the Titans are starting to get stronger at the best time. Oh, and by the way, King Henry's coming back soon. It's going to be fun to see. I want this Titans team to go far for obvious reasons. Even if Jones isn't as big of a part of it, I want him to go get that ring. Hopefully, I know this is going to be a far shot for him, obviously. I mean, the Titans actually have an outside chance to be a top seed still because they beat Kansas City, but the odds of Chiefs lose another game are probably pretty low, unfortunately. So the Titans got to keep trucking. I mean, the fact that A.J. Brown can do that when they know he's the only guy out there is really just crazy to me. Like, I don't know how it just kept happening. That He was the only answer to the question and they couldn't stop it. So that's more power to him. He made that crazy catch of 42 yards too, like, one incredible game. And the 49ers, I think they're still a playoff team probably. They're still going to walk Garoppolo to finish this year at least because Trey Lance isn't ready, obviously. But they're going to want to see some signs before the year ends. Yeah, definitely. They're going to really want to see some signs. You know, Trey Lance is their future. They're going to want to see what they get. Um, you know, he came in. He showed that he he can be, you know, versatile dual threat he could he's we all know what he could do with his arm with his legs as well so they got some high hopes for him and listen I think with Kyle Shanahan's plan for him next year I think the 49ers are going to be a scary team yeah no it's very well possible as long as Lance can develop and do that and not hurt them too much I mean it's gonna be interesting to see what happens they have the foundation absolutely man and their offensive line led by the best tackle in football, Trent Williams, is doing great as well. I know. I wish we traded for Trent, man. I really do. We could have traded for Trent and drafted Stevie Lamb. That would have been the way to go. Now, now, Jules, real quick, uh, what's up with Makai Becton? Is he coming back? <sighs> Makai Becton, they said it's a long shot. So, I didn't, I'm not surprised. You know, the Jets and their injury, it's very mysterious. I don't know what's going on. We're the most injured team in the league the last three years. It's not even relatively close, so that's alarming. And we've been so banged up this year. We don't even get Carl Lawson the whole year. And then Trey Hendrickson's going off for the Bengals to make things worse. So there's that. Um, Beckton's done for the year, though, unfortunately. A lost season for him. I just hope he can bounce back next year. George Fant's been incredible at the left side in his absence. Some people are saying to try to slide Beckton over, but – I don't think that's going to happen. I would like to keep Fant, though. Moses is a free agent, so the Jets might be playing some shuffleboard in the line of touch. Uh, Connor McDermott's actually been um, solid, or and he actually caught – actually, Connor McDermott I'm, – I'm confused now. McDermott's the one that caught that tackle eligible. McGovern at center has been solid, and he has COVID now, so there's that. Yeah. 
Uh, I was just wondering about Makai Beck and about uh, what's going on with that. That's going to yeah, be he's uh, done. So we'll have to uh, see what happens. But so, yeah, what, what game you want to go to next? I guess we'll stick with Jets. I was going to go yeah. off the off the base, but since we started into the Beckton talk, I'll just go with it. So the Jets, you know, we finally get a dub. We beat Jacksonville in the toilet bowl. Zach Wilson has a Mike Vick like run calling in the, the Zach Vick and all that stuff. But um, that 52 yarder was electric. He runs for almost 100 yards. Had a very sound game. The stat sheet won't jump out of you passing, but he had a few drops. Um, Jets receivers are terrible right now. There's no Crowder. There's no Moore. There's no Davis. Denzel Mims is chartering into bus territory, too. You know, I made all this stuff. To go, go get him, let him play. He hasn't been worth it. I see why he was benched now. He's been dropping passes. He ran himself out of the end zone on the route, too, which has really been embarrassing. I'm not happy. He's dropped, like, two passes. He's, he's made stupid penalties. It's just the, the talent's there, but the mental makeup, I don't know. I'm really questioning it. Uh, I'm not thrilled with him, but Michael Carter is something I am thrilled with. He had 100-plus yards. The Jets ran for almost 300 yards. That's the most they've ever run for in a game. It was like 273. Yeah, it's – I'll tell you this about that game. Uh, uh, first off, I'm, I'm at a loss for words how bad that game was, but the Jets literally <laughs> looked they played their best game, and it just proves just how bad the Jaguars really are. Yeah. Um, first off, Zach Wilson played his best game, so guess what? This was the game – and nobody taught this, – this, this is what's really funny. No one even brought this up. This was the game that the number one and number two picks were going up against each other. Zach Wilson, in my opinion, I feel like he kind of had a chip on his shoulder because yeah, he was saying, you know what, you should have took, took me first overall. Yeah, it was a fun what? game. And guess what? He proved it. He played a lot better than Trevor Lawrence did. First yeah. off, Zach Wilson, I never thought he was that mobile. That 52-yard run was tre- tremendous. Uh, Zach Wilson made a lot of great throws. He looked great on Sunday. Um, if the Jets can get him to do that consistently, they got something. But, um, you know, easier said than done. But what I was very yeah, impressed man. with what I saw. Uh, I think the Jets played the best with what they had. I think their defense – you know what is handicapped in a way with so many injuries and their secondary with not a lot of great players. But I will say this, man, I really like that guy, Brandon Eccles. I think he's very good. Yes. Um, I think he's, I, I, nobody's talking about him. The guy is scrappy. He just continues to get the job done. Um, I really like uh, CJ Mosley, I think has shut everybody up this year. He's been the Jets' yeah. best player on defense. That's, I got to say, I, I, I will walk back some Mosley criticism for sure because he's made me look foolish. He has like 140, 150 tackles. Uh, I know at the beginning he was struggling a bit to wrap up at times, but he's getting it done. He did drop that pick. That almost cost us, but he was joking after. He's like, sorry, I dropped that pick and made us all sweat. But um Mosley's been good, man. I mean, um, he'll be back next year at least. And after that, maybe because the Cab reasons will go. But um, it's, it's good to see him do that. Eccles has been fun. Uh, Bryce Hall's been great. But he has COVID now, of course. The Jets' COVID crisis is ridiculous. They're missing so many players. Quinn Williams gets it just before the game. Uh-huh. You're missing your tackles with Fant and Moses. Actually, yeah, Fant and Moses were both out. Like, absolute mess, too, with that. But, like, um. 
or a fan. First of all, so so you're telling me this, the Jets offensive line was basically depleted and you still won that game and played tremendous. Yeah, the Jets O-line was patchwork and they were able to hold up well. Uh, I can't even keep track of the names that are on this COVID list anymore. The list has grown so much. Uh, now Trayvon Wisco's on there, McGovern's on there, but yeah, they did a good job. They really did. And it's just, um, I'm happy to see that they did that. I really am. It was a good battle. I know the draft pick is the thing that we fight that struggle with every year, but this year I'm okay with it. You know, there's the, there's, um, the guy from Oregon and there's, um, Tibbin, it's Tibbinox or whatever. And then you have Hutchinson, of course, who look great in green and white, but, um, I'm excited though. The Jets had so many injuries they battled through. It was a good character win. Robert Sala wasn't even coaching. So there's that too. I mean, this crazy situation. But it does show how bad Jacksonville is. Losing James Robinson was huge. So don't I'm not gonna say like, oh, we're back fully. Like, yeah, we got a win against the Jaguars. Cool. But it's not like we beat a great team by any means. But every win matters at this rate. Zach's beating Trevor Lawrence matters. That's a significant thing. You know, people say it doesn't matter, but it does. You've got the first pick and the second pick going head-to-head. Zach's up one to nothing now. Great. Lawrence, he looked – he didn't look as good as the numbers would show. I mean, he overthrew a couple guys. He could have had that pick. He did throw for almost 300, ran for a little bit too. But um, Zach definitely played a better game for sure, like you said. Yeah, definitely did. He uh... – Play with a huge chip on his shoulder. I'm very, very uh, imp- I'll give credit where it's due. I always, Zach Wilson looked very, very good on Sunday, and also, uh, not to do with the game, but I don't know if anyone saw that video of Zach Wilson at a restaurant. He gave the waitress uh, two tickets. Yeah, for her and her son. That you, you can't help but cheer. First off, I didn't know Zach Wilson was that tall. So <laughs> yeah, uh, he's taller than you think. Yeah, because I thought he was like <laughs> like six one. He looks to me how tall. I gotta look up how tall this guy He's is. Six two. Mike, he my he looked taller than that. It's crazy. Yeah, he's actually like close to Rogers in height. Like they were showing it when they were together in the joint practice. This thing, the thing is that his frame is very small, so he looks small because he's like frail. That's the thing. Like he he doesn't look that big in theory. So yeah, this has been a crazy situation. We have Barrett Tucker out. We had um, the attorney out, the doctor, and all that too. Like just a crazy situation, but we made the most. We made do with what we had. Yeah, you had to do what you did. You guys got the win in the toilet bowl. Congratulations, and <laughs> uh, you know we'll see what happens uh, going forward for sure. There's one thing I gotta say though. Braxton Berrios is electric. The Jets better resign him. That guy's been a godsend in special teams. Even making plays in the receiving game too. Probably the best receiver Zach had on Sunday. That's how depleted we were. Yeah, it was he. Well, Braxton Berrios, you know, uh, you know what you get with him. Uh, former Patriot, former uh, <clears throat> Miami Hurricane, and everything like that. And he. Uh, he really showed what he could do. He's got speed. He could you know, do a lot of things for you. And um, he did just that. He's really been great for you guys. Yeah, bro. I agree hundred percent, but let's move forward. How about that Christmas game between the uh, Packers and Browns? Speaking of guys that got to change quarterbacks, is Baker Mayfield's watching Cleveland ending? Uh, first off, Cleveland Browns give Baker Mayfield the bag. You guys are, you guys are need to get drug tested over there. I'm telling that guy, I'm sorry. I, I listen, 
first off, that year he was drafted first overall. Didn't remember I told you, Jules? I'm like, why is he going first overall? Yeah, it was a head scratching thing when Kelly made the ascensions up to the first pick, and obviously. It proved to be right. You know, the draft class has only had two good quarterbacks at all that hype. Darnold has been a flop. Mayfield looking like a flop. Rosen a complete flop. Allen, Jackson, studs. Yeah, it's – I'm just going to um, tell you how it is, man. Uh, Baker Mayfield is, is the definition of inconsistent. Turns the ball over at an extremely high level. This team had Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. And what do you do with it? Nothing. I wouldn't be surprised if Jarvis Landry demands a trade soon. Because I'm telling you, Baker Mayfield's not the answer. They need a guy who, now hear me out. Hear me out. What do you think of this, how this sounds? Oh, guy, uh, we, Aaron Rodgers, we all know it's inevitable he's going to leave Green Bay. We all know that. And if he stays, it will be the biggest surprise in the world. What about if he went to uh, Cleveland? Whoa. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's not as crazy as people think. I mean, but wow. uh, Baker Mayfield, I'm sorry. He's not the answer. He, I think not. he gets injured way too much. I think that he um, is just – I'm sorry. I can't do it. Uh, Browns fans, how could they look me in the face – Look anybody in the face and say they're proud of Baker Mayfield being the guy. <laughs> I, I I'm sorry. I just... Well, I don't think I think most of them actually agree with you at this point. Um, he's not the answer for sure. He threw four picks, which is and they all cost him. But I'll say this: I'm not going to fully blame him for the four because the referees kind of screwed him, especially in that last one. That was a clear pi. Like he didn't play a good game, but the refs were not helping him by any means. And so I think he's the answer. No, but. I think that they were that a lot of things weren't called that led to some of the interceptions. A lot of questionable PIs not called. Um, the Packers, I don't even know how they almost lost this game. That would have been an embarrassment if they lost. They almost blew it somehow. They were up 24 to 6 and got caught sleeping. But um, they get the win. They're looking like the first C right now. Rodgers and Adams cooking. Aaron said that Devontae Adams is the best, um, the best player. Um the best he's played with yeah that was what i meant to say jesus but yeah that's what he that's what he was going with for that but um the packers were solid i mean dylan and jones did just enough too to help out in the run game but um honestly i think that the packers are going to be great going forward browns have a lot of question marks doesn't look like a playoff team right now they've had a lot of bad luck with covid again some tough injuries nick chubb looked sensational but also, I don't know why they got away from running the ball. If they ran it more, they probably would have won, but they're in trouble now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, listen, the Brown that game, and I, I'll say this, the Browns kind of got screwed in that game because Rasul Douglas, that's a penalty at the end of the game, but Rasul Douglas for the Packers has been nothing short of spectacular. This guy was a nobody on the Philadelphia Eagles secondary years ago. He was just a plug-in guy, and he's he was signed off the Cardinals practice squad, and he's become a game-changer for this Packers secondary without Jair Alexander, I might add, who's going to come back soon. So they're going to get stronger. But in terms of the Browns, with this game, what can we say about Green Bay? The, the easiest. Aaron Rodgers looks the best he's ever looked. Uh, Devontae Adams is not human. He's an alien. Um 
And the Packers offensive attack is so versatile and their defense is just opportunistic and making plays and getting after the quarterback. But with the Browns, they, this team is just really, really bad. And it starts with the quarterback. And you know what? We This was a team a few years ago with this offense. We looked at that their rushing attack is arguably the best in football. Just Baker has to stay the quarterback. They should go the Patriots route against the Bills on Monday night a few weeks ago. Run the ball 46 times a game and only have Baker pass it three times. Yeah, bro, exactly. That's the script that they should follow. Maybe they'll end up being okay because Baker is not okay. And the Browns are in a lot of trouble, like we said. But we'll see what happens. They have a do-or-die game against the Steelers on Monday night. Yeah, it, that that game's big for them. It's it's all everything because a lot of teams, both teams, still in the hunt for the playoffs. Yeah, bro. So, um, let's let's go to the um the next game, which would be um which game you want? You know what? Why don't we stay? Why you know what? This game's gonna be a laugher. It's a quick one for me. Uh, this is Giants Eagles. Uh, first off, Jake Fromm and everybody who doesn't know Jake Fromm here. He's the quarterback that led the Georgia Bulldogs to the national championship in 2018 when they had Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle. Um, and they lost to Bama that year. But Jake Fromm, listen, he's not ready. And I think you could I think that proves otherwise the game he had. He was terrible. Um, not even passing for 100 yards, throwing the ball, turning the ball over. Uh, the Eagles didn't play well at all, I might add. Uh Jalen Hurts to me is just a he's a very very interesting uh, quarterback for the uh, Eagles. It it depends on what you get with him. It's either it's either um, you're getting a great day from him or you're getting a bad day. You never know. It's never consistent. Someone asked me on Twitter before what I think to the, think of the Eagles, and I think they could be very good. They got playmakers. They just don't put it all together consistently. So I, I they need to figure it out. But this game was ugly to watch. I I didn't watch it. Thank God. But uh, yeah, I didn't either. Why, why even seeing the highlights of it was even unbearable to watch. But uh, yeah, it's it, the Giants have a problem, and they're bringing back uh, Joe Judge and Daniel Jones, and they're deciding to get rid of Gettleman, which makes sense. But uh, listen, Joe Judge is on life support right now. Next year, if they start out the way they did this year, I don't be surprised if he's fired in the season. He's he's yeah. really on a thin leash. You know, at that point, I don't – yeah, the Joe Judge thing is crazy. Like, I don't think he's fit to be a head coach. I think you're starting to see that too. Um, Daniel Jones has been very inconsistent. Reminds me a lot of Sam Darnold, honestly, what we yep. saw for three years. People had a list of excuses, myself included, but they never materialized. I think he might be a touch better than Darnold, but what does that really mean? I don't know. Um, for Daniel Jones, I mean, I guess he deserves one more shot because their options to upgrade from him aren't realistic. I don't think it's worth cutting their team and trade for Russell Wilson because it's not like they're going to be a competitor with Russell Wilson. So I think they might as well try to, you know what, honestly, if it doesn't work next year, just draft someone again and just blow it all up. That's what I would do. Absolute mess over there. Now, Jets are in a much better position going forward, and anyone that doesn't believe that is foolish. The Jets actually have building blocks going in the right direction. The Giants don't really have that. They're in cap space. Hell, they have a head coach that probably isn't fit to be a head coach. Um, if you said, like you said, if they're gonna fire him quickly next year, why just not fire him now? 
Like, here's the thing. The Jets messed this up so many times. The Giants are about to fall in the same footsteps. You're going to force the new GM to work with Joe Judge. You're not going to let him pick the coach and all that. And you're going to force him to use Daniel Jones for another year, too, and he might not be the guy either. So what GM is going to look at that and be like, oh, I want these two? Yeah, that, that, that bro, that's exactly that, – that point is spot on. I, I honestly, in my opinion, I think – the Giants organization, Mr. Jim, John Mara and Steve Tisch need to really assess this. Joe Judge, I'm sorry, he's a Belichick disciple, but he he hasn't panned out. It's not no, working. Not at all. Daniel Jones is not a good quarterback. Gi- I don't and think so either. Any Giants fan, including my beloved father, <laughs> down in front of me and explained to me that Daniel freaking Jones is anyone deserves to be the starting quarterback of any professional football team, let alone the New York football giants. He's a bottom it's, 10 guy. Maybe and I'm going to tell five. you this, anybody who, who uh, compared him to Eli Manning is a slap in the face to Eli Manning. And I hate giving Eli Manning. <laughs> That's credit. disrespectful. Eli Manning won two Super Bowls. Eli Manning. Yes. Turn the ball over was inconsistent. Eli Manning wasn't this bad. Mm-mm. It's a problem. They need to figure it out. And if the Giants were smart this year, maybe they would see and the, they have two first-round picks, maybe, or, well, this quarterback draft is eh, but maybe they should really, really take a look at this. I really like Kenny Pickett, though, and we'll have that discussion another day, too. But, um, yeah, I agree, bro. I think, like, they, they're almost in a situation where I need, like, to bridge, like, maybe give him one more shot just, to, just in case, but, like, it's tough. You can't give him the fifth-year option, though, that's for sure, unless he really turns around next year. And um, also, Michael Carter is the best running back in New York. He has better numbers than Saquon Barkley. Uh, Saquon Barkley is just – yeah, <laughs> he just doesn't look like the same player. He looks he, – he just doesn't look right. But Michael Carter really has – you guys found something with him. I'll, I'll give you that. You really have. Um, yeah, he's going to get 1,000 yards on purpose. He missed a few games pretty pumped, so – and the numbers are better. I mean, maybe not physically the best, but, like, I'm kind of just joking with that, but it's funny. Yeah, it's it's something else, man. It really is. But in terms of the Giants, that was for me. I don't know if you have anything else you want to add, but to me, I think that's it for the Giants. Yeah, I, I, I'll say they're, something. <laughs> they're just really – talking about them makes, my, makes me sick. <laughs> I think they're currently the worst team in the league with Mike Glennon as their starting quarterback. Yeah. Like yeah. – that's how bad it is. And the last two games, I'm sorry they have to deal with because those are going to be brutal to watch. Yeah, that's putting it mildly. And like, they play the Bears, too. Like, they're fighting against their own draft pick, too. So that's going to be sad. That's going to be kind of funny. But I guess they get helped one way by their own loss if or whatever happens. But let's move off them. Let's have something more fun and exciting here. So Colts, Cardinals, you know, two teams going the opposite directions. Another Christmas game. The Colts, you know, I'm surprised. I thought without – um. Quentin Nelson that the Colts would lose, but the Cardinals don't look right. Hopkins missing has been huge. Kyler Murray's been off. Uh, they're really going in the wrong direction right now after that bad loss to the Lions. They compounded with this. Obviously a much better team, but the Cardinals will get a playoff spot, but it looks like they're about to forfeit the division in the Rams. Well, first off, the Cardinals, you want to talk about choking job? They, they, I don't know what the, the loss of New Hopkins has become costly for them and Kyler Murray you know what hasn't really been able to put it together since coming back uh this is a problem because this the Colt first off the Colts D, D 
defense is very good, and they were without Darius Leonard. They're opportunistic, that defense, and they looked really, really good. Um, and I think we got to give credit where credit's due. Jonathan Taylor's the best running back in football. He's proven it. And I think that Carson – oh, God, why am I doing this? Carson <laughs> Wentz is actually playing – is a different quarterback on the Colts than he is on the Eagles, and he's playing like he did in 2017. That's how good he is. Dare I say the Colts are a Super Bowl contender? Uh, you got to say it. And I will <laughs> – I don't know if you heard this. I think so. Carson Wentz is on the COVID list, and he's unvaccinated, yeah. so he's out – He's out 10 days. Now that thing you just tagged me on and I tweet, I tweeted that the NFL PA and NFL are, in, are close to an agreement to reduce that, that if that deal happens, he could be back for this game, but that's going to be, yeah. it could be seen, but I will tell you this, man, Carson Wentz has been playing exceptional. And I think we all agreed when he went to the Colts and he went back to his old coach, Frank, Wright, He would be a different guy. And it's been proven. Yeah, bro. I mean, Carson Wentz has been sensational, which we didn't think we would say, but he has been. Uh, they've been on a huge win streak. You know, Dan Orlowski's so hyped because he had them at this two and four. He said they'd come back and all that. He nailed the head on hit, hit nail on the head with them. He loves some, some Carson Wentz, as we've seen throughout the years. But it's really more Johnny Taylor and EO line, obviously. But Wentz deserves his credit, too. Taylor's in the MVP discussion. He's been that good. And here's the thing. I think that. The Colts will be fine without Wentz this week. They do play Oakland, and we'll talk about this tomorrow. Whole Vegas, but whatever. We'll talk about this more as the weeks proceed. But um, if any team can withstand losing the quarterback, it's probably them because how the important the run game is. But um, Michael Pittman's been sensational too. He's having a great year. You could say it's a breakout year for him, closing in a thousand yards, seventy six catches. So Pittman is really bonifying himself as the number one out there. Obviously. Even T.Y. Hill is starting to come back to life a little bit. You see a touchdown last week. He's starting to come up here and there. He's not what he once was, but he's still got some juice left in the tank from time to time. Yeah. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, you know what? He's the ageless wonder when he, he could still play at a high level. Um, I'm going to tell you this, man, in my personal opinion. Uh, Michael Pittman, I've been high on since he was drafted. I think he's a stud. Um, He's consistent. He uh, great catch radius, runs tremendous routes, and he's their number one receiver for a reason. So I uh, really, really, uh, I like him a lot. I really do. I couldn't agree more, bro. So two teams going in opposite directions. That's the moral of the story there, and we'll see what they do. And for the Colts and Carson Wentz, even with the five days, he's unvaccinated, so it's going to be tough for him to recover probably. That's the only issue with that. Yeah, that's going to be uh, something else. We're going to have to see what happens with that. All right, so let's start to roll through these quick because a yeah. lot of the other games weren't too thrilling, Yeah, honestly. yeah, yeah, I agree. A lot of blowouts. So the one that really draws my attention, I think you'll agree with me, how about Bengals-Ravens? Joe Burrow got me some DraftKings bucks. How uh, much did you win? I ended up winning like 23 rounds with the okay. lineup. So okay. I'm going to spill it back next week, put more into it, see if I can get more out of it, and we'll see what happens. But Joe Burrow led the charge. He was a big part of the reason why. Over 500 <laughs> yards and four touchdowns. I wish I played T. Higgins instead of Jameer Chase, though, because Jesus, Higgins, almost 200 yards and two touchdowns. Does he have the best save a wide receiver all year, would you say? Yeah. got to be close. He's a stud. Listen, 154 yards and 12 catches. Listen, in the festive mood 
of Christmas. I don't, uh, Joe Burrow, who people think looks like Kevin McAllister all grown up from Home Alone. Let me tell you something. Joe Burrow is one hell of a quarterback. That boy can play. He is really, really good. And he's consistent too. And let me tell you, not only is this offense high-powered, I'm sorry, there's no stopping it. Because you think you could have your corner, your number one corner, take away Jamar uh, Jamar Chase, his number one look. Okay. Then you got to deal with T. Higgins. Okay. Oh, then Tyler Boyd's going to come out of nowhere. Then you got to really worry about the obvious Joe Mixon, who I keep saying this, Joe Mixon is one of the best running backs in football. And to me, Julian, I don't know if I said this to my brother the other day. I said Joe Mixon is the new version of Le'Veon Bell. That's the, Remember how Le'Veon Bell was back in the day? Yeah. All-purpose yards king. Literally would yeah. rush, for, rush for 20 carries, 75 yards in a score, and then catch six passes for 80 in the score. That's yeah. what Joe Mixon does weekly. That's that to they, he's just one hell of a player. And this Bengals offense is high powered. Their defense at Trey Hendrickson has been playing very, very well, as you alluded to earlier, which is right. But I'm going to tell you this Joe Burrow put the league on notice what he could do and what this offense could do. They get into the playoffs, nobody's going to want to play that high powered offense. I'm just telling you. And that offensive line is keeping him clean. So. That's a recipe for success. But T. Higgins, listen, he's the one – out of that offense, we could all agree Tyler Boyd is the odd man out. But T. Higgins is showing why Tyler Boyd's the odd man out because T. Higgins, that boy can ball, and he proved it. And this is just the beginning. No, I agree 100%. It's absolutely crazy. Chase did still have a good day, but not quite as well as T. Higgins. But – uh, for 7-125, even Boyd wakes up. We know we get pissed at Boyd because he starts playing good when we're out of it. But he has a huge touchdown catch and um, 85 yards in the day. But the Bengals look like a big threat. Looks like they could easily win the North at this rate in that crazy race. But um, we'll see. That was a huge step for them. And Baltimore is just too banged up. It might be too much to overcome because Lamar Jackson might not play again. Who knows if they get Hunley back. It's a mess. Oh. Listen, I didn't even get to go in on the Ravens. They've been dealt this whole season. Before the season even started, they were given, forgive my language, the shit end of the stick with the injuries. Losing both your corners, uh, receivers, Jamar, uh, Lamar Jackson. has a. It's something more than a bone bruise. I'm sorry. You're not missing games because of a bone bruise like this. I'm sorry. Something, something's fishy. This season, you know, I got ripped apart for saying that uh, John Harbaugh cost them the game against the Packers going for two. Yeah, I'm not going to get into that. But this team could be a lot different, uh, but this it's bad. And Hundley played great. Uh, Josh Johnson played tremendous. We got to say that. But um, I will say this Ravens team looks like they might be cooked. Yeah, I agree, bro. I think um, I think they're just about done. I think it's too much to overcome. You know, they battled valiantly. Those two games that they went for two and didn't get it is going to end up being a nail in their coffin, like you said. But um, it's just a tough blow for them. But 
it's an opportunity for the Bengals. Yeah, it is. And the Bengals are taking every opportunity. You know, they've struggled this year, but they've really made the most of their opportunities. I agree 100%, brother. Um, we'll see what happens going forward, but it looks like the Bengals are going to win that division. Yeah, let's see what happens. So how about another one that had implications? Rams, Vikings, you know, the Stafford had a bad day, but it didn't matter. Your boy, Tony Michelle's coming back to life on us. 130 yards and a touchdown looks better than ever. And then the Kirk Cousins has 315 and touchdowns and get it done, though. But Justin Jefferson plays well. They didn't have Dalvin Cook. That ends up costing him here. But um, Cooper Cup keeps doing Cooper Cup things. He's on pace to set all records across the board with uh, catches and yards if he keeps it up. So it's going to be interesting because he did – I think he may have missed the game. I don't know fully, but – he did end up if it's if he doesn't, then it's 17 games versus 16. So then you have a whole debate on how the record's the same and all that. But he numbers he's putting up 132 yards, 1734 yards and 14 touchdowns, just like video game-ish. Yeah. I'm gonna tell first off, I'll say this. Yeah, Matthew Stafford did have a crappy ass game. And second half of the year, I'm we're starting to see this a lot more, and that's kind of concerning for me. But they figured out their defense is playing great. And when you got Sony freaking Michelle that's starting to light it up and starting to look like he did two, three years ago while he was still at Georgia, that's what's going on. I know the other day you asked me, am I upset? And I said, I love Damian Harris. I'll tell you this now. Watching the tape over, yeah, I kind of miss him. It's uh, Sony, and then you could tell everybody, what did you text me? What was the line you said? He was the what? <laughs> I said Michelle was uh... – then the other one that got away. Yep. <laughs> Sony, this is the guy the Patriots in twenty. Jules, remember in twenty eighteen when Patriots won the Super Bowl and Sony Michelle was the, literally the reason why. Yeah. That that's what you're seeing right now with this guy, and the Rams. Oh yeah, by the way, they're getting some reinforcements. Cam Akers tore his freaking Achilles in July, and he's gonna play. That's this is crazy. unheard of. I can't believe it. I had no idea he was going to be back until I saw that a few days ago. Very surprising. But Daryl Henderson's probably done for the year, so yeah, yeah that works yeah. out. And and here's the thing. They're going to use that two-headed monster of Cam Akers and Sony Michelle, and they're going to be just fine. Yeah, Odell Beckham looking good, too. Obviously, we see that Baker's the problem now based on what we've been seeing. So it's, It was never Odell. Now, <laughs> now you know what? It's, it's proof. It wasn't Odell. It was Baker. Up 100% on the bake there. But, uh, okay, let's see what else we got here. You know, another – how about this one? Two interesting ones here, and but not for the way you would think. The Texans upset the Chargers. What the hell happened here? Um, I'm just going to tell you this. I'm very disgusted with the Chargers. This, yeah. it, it, they didn't have Austin Eckler. I don't – I'm sorry. Even without Austin Eckler, they still had enough weapons. First off, Justin Herbert looked like crap. He – he, I, some of the throws he made, especially his interceptions, were terrible. Yeah, and you can't have that. And when you're playing against the, the, the Texans are trying to lose games on purpose, <laughs> for Christ's sakes, and they won this game. Burkhead and Davis Mills, Jesus. Davis Mills has actually had the best day out of a rookie quarterbacks on Sunday, which is crazy. I'm starting to question if he's actually good. Like, he might be good. Like, I don't know. I mean, he, I think he's had three games of 300-plus yards or something. Um, Including against the Patriots months ago. Yeah, and he's been doing well. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was 21-27, to 250. 
But Justin Herbert, reckless with the football. I saw one of the throws, he just threw it up for grabs. Like, what are you doing? Like, Justin Jackson went off, which was good for me. Burkhead, like I said, 150 yards. That's that's insane. The Chargers give up 41 points to the Texans. What are you doing on defense? That's embarrassing. That's um, that defensive coordinator should be fired. That's uh, that's bad, man. That's inexcusable to the Texans for crying out loud. You you put up 41 points to anybody. I get it. You put up 41 points to the Packers. All right, I'll be like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, to the Texans. Come on. In the game they had to win to help their playoff positioning too. Now the Chargers might not make it because of this. Yeah, they they're literally they're on life support and. The doctor is slowly pushing the chair over to the button to shut the, off their uh, machine to keep them alive. Yeah, I agree 100%. And uh, the Chargers are too inconsistent. We talk about this every year. We think that this is going to be the year where they're going to be the unstoppable force and they're just – they're a dud. Yeah, right? I thought this was actually going to be it. Like, I was starting to see the signs. Um, but then they the, – but it all went downhill when they had lost that big game to the Chiefs. That was their game to win. They blew it. Yep. That was their game to win, and you thought they had it in the bag, and they blew it, and that's what they do. And I think that that kind of uh, destroyed their confidence, and Travis Kelsey ripped their hearts out. Yep, as he does to many teams. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be something else, man, I'll tell you. So how about another interesting one? This was a cool one for me. Bears beat the Seahawks, and they help out our draft pick. Nick Foles, again, the guy doesn't play all year, but he steps up and gets a huge game-winning drive. He hits that two-point conversion to Bird, which was incredible. They try to push him out. He keeps his feet in. Jimmy Graham coming back, resurrecting himself. And the Seahawks blow it to the Bears. I mean, both really bad football teams, but cool for me because it helps the draft pick out. And Giant fans not happy because it doesn't help their pick. But this game, two teams are both done. But what were your thoughts? About um, say that again. The Seahawks, the Seattle game. Yeah. Uh, first of all, um, in terms of this game, uh, the bear. First of all, the Bears. How the hell did that happen? And it's an. I guess it's Nick Foles' magic. But uh, what the hell? This Seattle team is horrendous. They're bad, and something's got to give. Maybe they need a change of quarter. Uh. Not quarterback, forgive me. Sorry. I mean, head coach, I think he sucks. I'm sorry. I, I have to be honest. I, I'm not a big fan of uh, Pete Carroll anymore. I think he's holding this team back. He's not making them any better. Um, there's a reason why Russell Wilson is disappointed. Russell Wilson has to look good all year. I think you could agree with me. He really no, hasn't. He hasn't. Um, the offense is really out of whack. Um, DK Metcalf, don't be surprised if he wants out soon. It just it's it's all bad. I'm not surprised that the defense of Seattle is garbage. Um, the Bears just literally just Nick Foles just when he comes in, he just makes things happen. I don't get it. I know he's just got that magic touch. Maybe the Bears should let him ride it out and then have a controversy with him and Justin Fields next year and <laughs> kick daytime doll into the curb. Yeah, right. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, all kidding aside, I mean, what, a, what an effort by Nick Foles. I mean, the guy's just clockwork. No explanation for it. Just gets it done. Yeah, that's, 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 what, he, uh, that's what he does, man. And uh, I could give you some news. Um, what do you got? Um, my uh, 
Patriots reporter Mike Reese just reported that the Patriots quarterback room has COVID uh, and Brian Hoyer tested positive. So hopefully Mac Jones could stay healthy and doesn't test positive within the next two days. Now I got this on. Oh, this isn't good. Uh, so that's some news out there. And Tom Palacero just said that Bruce Arians tested positive for Cody. Uh, Bruce Arians is positive for COVID-19. Oh, wow. And two of their starting corners are going on the list. Everybody's getting this. Oh, boy. Yeah, this is a crazy situation, bro. That's exactly – I don't know what else to say at this point. Hopefully, Max okay and whoever else. But um, And then Bruce Arians is a problem because he's older, obviously. But hopefully, he's good, too. Just a crazy yeah. situation with all this COVID. Yeah, this is just a bad situation. Nobody's safe. Nope. Unfortunately, doesn't doesn't discriminate. No, it doesn't, man. No, it does not. Oh, um, but good. yeah. So I mean, yeah. I guess we could go to the Bucks games and they brought up Bruce. But um yeah. yeah, the Bucks game. Uh Antonio Brown coming back. He had a great game. Um I think we could all agree. Um with this <clears throat> I think we could all agree that uh the Panthers are cooked. Cam Newton, I think he needs to retire, and I think he's starting to realize it as well. And Tom Brady played well. You know, Gronk didn't do anything. One catch for 23 yards. But um, A.B. did great. Uh, yeah, all I could say with this, the run game played pretty well. Ronald Jones came in there. Le'Veon Bell was active, but I don't think he played much, But if, if at all. But, yeah, the – Bucks just keep on rolling. Yeah, it's impressive what they do considering all the injuries they have. But um, yeah, that's an easy one. We don't have too much to say with that. I agree. Obviously, Cam Newton's done, like we said. That's being a dead horse at this point, honestly. But um, we'll see what happens with that. They have a long way to go to figure out what they're gonna do with their quarterback nightmare in Carolina. They were platooning him and Sam Darnold, absolute embarrassment. What's happened down there? I think Matt Rule might be getting fired soon. He's definitely lost the locker room as well. So that's going to be an issue for them. But for the Bucs, yeah, business as usual. Business is booming for AB. The guy just comes right back in and does what he does. He's an asshole, but he can play football. So he still has a job. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh... <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you heard this, the ESPN reporter, uh, Jenna Lane, uh, who's – I could say she does a great job down here. She's not afraid to ask the tough questions. And, um, oh, it's just something. Uh, I think I heard the one, but you could re- – is it the one she asked, like, have you seen him change, like, as a person or something? Was that her? It, she asked A.B. about, like, what it meant that uh, Bruce Arians stood by him and he said, next question. He's like, you guys all just caused drama here and everything. So, yeah, that was something. Oh, that's a different one. But, yeah, he could have at least answered that because that isn't a good question. But Brown is something else. I'll tell you this. That, he is something else. But that boy could play football. I don't care how old he is. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer for sure. I think he might be tough because all of his character issues. But he should definitely get in there eventually. Jules, I think you could both – I don't think there's another wide receiver who's as good as he is as catching the ball and keeping his feet in bounds as the Tony, the keeping his feet in bounds. He's amazing at it. Yeah. He's definitely one of the best I've ever seen. Period. Okay. Honestly, it's, it's something else, man. But yeah, he, uh, 
something else. The only thing I keep telling you this, that I keep getting tweets and everything about um about what's going on with the uh, NFL and NFL PA. Now you test positive in five days. So you test positive today. So it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Ah, shit, you're going to be out. Oh yeah. That's something else. So this, I, I, this COVID list just keeps really growing and growing. And I'm just hoping that Mac doesn't, uh, you know, test positive. Oh boy. Yeah. No, wait, what happened? No, no. I'm just uh, looking at all these people who are um, testing positive and everything. Oh and then, so, yeah, it's something else, man. Oh, it's God. a shit show out there. All right, so how about this one quick and easy? Lions, Falcons. Um, I thought the Lions were going to get a dub. would have been cool. They didn't get it done with their backup quarterback playing. I think it was Tim Boyle or whatever. But the Falcons somehow are still in this thing at 7-8. and eight. I have no idea how, but. Maybe the worst seven and eight team I've ever seen. But Kyle Pitts finally went over 100 yards. Yeah. Uh, and I will tell you something else. Um, the Falcons won their first home game this year. <laughs> well, that was their first home dub. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because the London dub was probably a home game for them. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You know, that Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which is beautiful, those fans have had to deal with a lot of heartaches the past uh, few years, let alone this year, not winning a game. They finally gave them something to be excited about. <laughs> so we'll have to see uh, what happens with that for sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting story. All right, let's check this other slate here. So Giants-Eagles we did. All right, we're getting down to it here. It looks like we got four games left. So let's go to a significant one. How about Steelers and Chiefs? And I was really shocked with how bad the Chiefs' effort – I mean, Steelers' effort was here. I thought they'd keep this close considering the playoff lies are basically on the line, but Mahomes just went off. I mean, Pringle was the star of the show in the receiving game. Like even Tyreek Hill, he makes that crazy cutback. He gets two touchdowns and 75 yards. The Steelers were just completely dead. I sang the joke about Roethlisberger hanging up at halftime and all that. The other thing we won't say in the air, but like, come for Roethlisberger, his time is coming to an end, and I can't say I'm sorry for him. I can't wait to see him get out. I mean, he's not that good anymore, and uh, he's obviously not a good person either, so... I can't wait to see that show get on the road. The one interesting question is going to be, does Mike Tom would finally finish below 500 this year? I, I hate to say it. You know what? I was very critical of Mike Tomlin. And he works the best with what he has. And listen, when your quarterback is Ben Roethlisberger and he just doesn't have it anymore, he were, I, I, they might. They really do. And you know what? I think he deserves better. This team needs a quarterback desperately. They got great. This team could be one of the best teams in football if they had the right guy, a quarterback. So, uh, yeah, it's a problem. Somebody even said uh, if Aaron Rodgers was today, said if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback of the Steelers, they'd be Super Bowl contender. I agree. Yeah, that's true. I think they would. That's true. Now he's but, That's a spot for him, maybe. Imagine he went there and he plays with Smith Schuster, Deontay Johnson, and Harris. Holy God. Yeah, there's a lot that's going to be a big conversation. But the Chiefs are looking strong for that one seed if they can finish up with two dubs and the Steelers. And like we said, they're going to fight the Browns next week and the loser's done. Yeah, it's uh, the Chiefs. You know what? They didn't have Travis Kelsey. Tyreek Hill didn't do anything. It was the other guys. It was Hardman, Pringle. Um, 
and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire coming back. He hurt his collarbone, but he'll be okay. Everybody was getting into it. The defense played great. So the Chiefs just look like a force again. 100%, bro. So we'll stay in that division. How about the AFC West? The Raiders got what I think is a very uninspiring win against the Broncos. And Drew Locke just isn't an NFL quarterback. It's quite clear. He's pretty bad. 150 he, yards against the Raiders defense. Come on. He's he's garbage. He's I'm sorry. I got to call it how it is. He's he's really, really bad. They wasted a draft pick on him. They got to really figure it out. And it's it's crazy, man. It really, really is. Uh, <clears throat> it, I, I don't know what else is going to happen, but. They, they need to uh, really figure it out, a quarterback. Yeah, they have Teddy Bridgewater, but they're going to need to draft a guy too. Or to get a veteran. Yeah, Bridgewater's not the answer. I, or, the I, think, we could, won seven I games. think we could all agree where Aaron Rodgers is going. It's going to be Denver. That's what it I could think. Be. It's, a, it's, a good, it's a good shot of that one. Now, the Raiders are 8-7. and seven. They're hanging out for dear life, but this win doesn't really inspire much confidence. I mean, Jacobs did go for 130 yards. Derek Carr, you know, we talk a lot about him. This was not one of his finer days, just 200 yards and a pick and a touchdown, but he gets it done just enough. Foster Moreau leads him with 67. They need uh, they need Darren Waller back against Indy, even if Indy doesn't have Wentz. They better hope he comes back. Otherwise, they're in for a rude awakening. They might be anyway, but um, the Raiders hang on for dear life. Broncos just about finished. Yeah, it's uh, it's something else, bro. It really is. It's going to be uh, something else. It's it's going to be – oh, I'm telling you, this is going to be one hell of a ride. I got to give the Raiders credit, though, for everything that's happened. Even being in the discussion the last two weeks is pretty remarkable for all the stuff they've had to deal with. Yeah, they and you know what? They are dealing with a lot for sure. They really got to figure uh, something out. But I, I am going to tell you this, bro. It's it's uh, the Raiders really have to figure out what's going on, and because I'm just going to tell you, De- Derek Carr without what's his name, without, and I think we all agree, without uh, Darren Waller, it's a problem. Yeah, he looks fraudulent without him for sure. Yeah, and Darren Waller, which I'm hoping because I'm in a uh, championship this Sunday. In one of my dynasty leagues, and a lot of money, like almost two grand, is on the line. So <laughs> I need him to win. I'm really, really hoping that something's got to give, man. I, I'm just really, really hoping something happens. Yeah, bro, I agree 100%. We'll see what happens with that. You know, they've fought hard. I hope Waller gets out there for you. It always makes the game more entertaining when he plays, too. So hopefully he can battle through it. And he's been out, what, two or three weeks now? Yeah. He's been out two or three weeks. I think he could come back. Well, they need him. They got to win the game. So you think that's going to help the decision, hopefully, if he's even somewhat close to being able to play. Yeah, I hope so, bro. I mean, that's all we can hope for, man. <laughs> that's the luck, brother. Godspeed. Now, speaking of Godspeed, God forbid if you had to watch that football team play against the Cowboys on Sunday night. That was one of the worst performances I've seen in quite some time. And I'm a Jets fan. Uh, all I'm going to say is the Cowboys are an unstoppable force. Their defense is gr- very good. Trayvon Diggs makes the best of his opportunities. 11 interceptions. My God. Um, What's the most of the season? 
Hold on one second. Yeah, you know what? I was thinking of that the other day. I didn't um, hear him. He broke the record. I didn't see anything that he broke the record, but he's got to be close. I most mean, interceptions in a season. Deion Sanders, if I had to guess, I might be completely wrong here. No. Fifteen. No, it's not. What's the record? And who is it? The NFL single season record for interceptions is 14, 14. by Dick Knight, Knight Train Lane in 1952. <laughs> You're kidding me, right? I swear to God. <laughs> you can't be serious with that name. <laughs> Dick Dick Lane, Dick Night Train. That's uh that's you can't oh, oh my god. It's, yeah, fun. yeah. Oh, he, he went by his name was Night Train Lane. Night Train Lane. Okay. Well, I gotta say, I'm really surprised. That's kind of a dick move to have the lead to have 14 interceptions. <laughs> that's not too nice for the other quarterbacks. Yeah, no, 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 it's not. Uh. Oh my God. But speaking of this game, the football team's completely finished. Um, Daniel Snyder should be arrested. And yep. that's not a joke. Um, the Cowboys are an unstoppable force. But do we want to fall into this trap and say the Super Bowl contenders? Because for me, I can't do it. Everything, every time something always goes wrong, like you think they're set to go and then. They lay an egg. Like, are they going to blow it next week against the Cardinals? Like, they have a chance to be a one seed potentially. Looking at worst, like, they could be a second seed. Actually, three because Tampa Bay. I don't know what their exact pecking order is now, but maybe a three. Um, but I don't know. I don't fully think they can take that next step. I mean, I got to see it to believe it. But they have everything needed. The defense is elite. Um, Elliott looks like he's getting back a little bit. The wide receivers are going off. Prescott's back to form. Uh, they're going to be a tough out, but again, can they actually man up and get to an, at least an NFC Championship game? We haven't seen that in a while. That's going to be that's going to be something else, bro. Uh, they just got to keep playing the way they are, and if they do, they can't be stopped. But we'll have to see what happens for sure. All right, so we're getting down to it here. Uh, Monday Night Football. If you had to watch that one, I'm sorry too. That was brutal. Oh, my uh, Ian, God, it was Ian dark. Book has no business being a starting quarterback. He was put into a situation to the injury as a fourth quarterback. Um, he, he gives it up right away. The Dolphins do what they have to. It wasn't pretty, but they do exactly what they needed to. They made sure they didn't make any mistakes. They got out of there and win 23. Tua was so-so, like normal, I guess. But Waddle's been the big story this year, having a great season. And he continues it with 10 catches for 92 in the touchdown. The Dolphins did the one thing they had to on defense is limit Kamara. Yep, that's what they had to do. And they did just that. It's it's something else, man. And the uh, Dolphins win seven straight. They're the first team in NFL history to have a seven-game winning streak and a seven-game winning streak in the it. NFL season. So uh, they're holding on for a playoff spot. Uh, that's going to be something. Imagine three AFC East teams in the playoffs. And not one of them, the Jets, pathetic. Makes me sick to my stomach. I'm embarrassed <laughs> to be in this division. We've watched three teams potentially make the playoffs, but we're still a bottom feeder. Wake the hell up, guys. Come on. This is garbage. But the Dolphins, I mean, <laughs> all kidding aside, and I'm angry for obvious reasons. Um, the Dolphins have been good, man. I mean, that's all I can say. I got to tip my hat to them. Two of the wins are against us, so they took care of us when they had to. I mean, the big win was against Baltimore. That's what really turned the ties for them on that Thursday night. That was the one where I'm like, oh, okay, maybe they could actually be a threat. But I got to say, Flores deserves a ton of credit. They started 1-7. and seven. We all thought they were done. We were already writing the narrative how it was a big flop and he needed to be fired, but not so fast. 
He completely fixed everything. Will they make the playoffs? It's tough to say. I don't, I got to see how they end their season. I know they do Tennessee next week. And then I'm trying to see who the last game is. Oh, they end with you guys. So it's going to be a toss up. I mean, they still have a tough road ahead, but if they can win one of the games, they'll kill themselves in position. But if they lose out, they won't make it, obviously. But here's the question to you. And you played them too. Do you think the Dolphins make it or do they come up short? Oh, well, they're playing the Titans this week. They lose this week. It's going to be, it, they got to beat the Patriots uh, the last week of the season. I think the Patriots have struggled in Miami the past few years, but the Patriots clinch a playoff spot. I think it's going to be uh, over. It's going to be really tough for them if they lose on Sunday. No, yeah, that's the thing. If they lose Sunday, I think it's over. If they win Sunday, it's going to be a crazy game against you guys. That's going to be wild. Yeah, I'll say. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this too. It's it's crazy. You should language. go, boy. Go down to Miami for that. I I thought about it. I actually am considering it, especially if it counts for a playoff game. I think I'm going to uh, bite the bullet, pay the money, and go. I, yeah, it's, you should. It's not that bad of a drive. Well, it's what four hours. Yeah, I, and I would do it. And also another thing is, I'm actually. It's funny because I'll have the money, because <laughs> I'm actually in Favo's league. I'm in the championship game against him. Oh, there you go. And, I, I was a disaster that week, so with what I couldn't. So for my dynasty league, and after this game is all, after we're done with this, I'm going to send you a picture of my squad, and I'll see if you think I have a chance. But okay. yeah, it's uh, I, I've been thinking about going anyway. I really do. Yeah, it's a good opportunity, especially with what could be on the line. I mean, hell, I would if I was able to. But um, we'll see what happens, bro. But. The Dolphins have been a great – they might be the craziest story in the NFL this year, honestly. <laughs> Who would have thought, like, all this time, like, low-key after 1-7, 2-7, 3-4, 5-6, 7-8, like, you woke up and they're in that spot now. I know it's going to be a hostile environment for sure down there. Absolutely, bro. That's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be crazy. I, that's, what we, that's what we look for. Up 100%, brother. So, I think we did a great job. This is a good catch-up show. It's been a long time. Felt good to be back in the groove of things. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad to be back with you, brother. We haven't done this in a while. We're getting back to full health and football. I'm just this COVID list. I will tell you this, though. Uh, I didn't say this. The Jaguars have, like, added in the past two days, like, nine players on the COVID list. So, I think they're going to be in trouble on Sunday. Yeah, they were banged up against us a little bit, too. Not as bad as we were, but that's how we contributed. They didn't have now, Josh Allen. Now, let me ask you this real quick, Jules. What are the Patriots in for against the Jaguars? Is there anything they did against you guys that concerned you? Um, Honestly. How do, you mean, th- how do you think Lawrence played? Like He was not as good as I thought. I mean, he was good, but not great. He was solid, but he, he missed a couple of throws. Um, He ran up decently well, too. He did have over 300 yards all purpose, so I got to give him some credit, but – our defense was battered a bit, um, but it's going to be interesting. The only thing I'll say is you got to watch out for his deep shots, I guess, because he shows he can still hit those. So that'll be the one thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I agree 100%. The running game is going to be bad because they lost Robinson. Yeah, it's it's going to be something, man. It really is. And uh, here's what – Here's what I think. Uh, Although there is one thing I'll say that's funny and interesting, and you'll be like, oh, boy. The Jaguars' only two wins are against the AFC East. Oh, God. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, because they beat – I don't know how they beat the Bills and they beat Miami early on when they were playing terribly. So, yeah, but we bucked that trend. Yeah, it's uh, – it's, uh, let's hope not, bro. But uh, I will say this real quick before we go. The Jaguars put in a lot of requests today for their head coaching candidacy. And oh, right. Okay. You re- I can pull those up for you real quick, courtesy of uh, – actually, U Stadium has this, so hats off to them for, for this, I guess. Um, so here's the people who request, were interviewed. So the Raiders are not going to request officially – until after the season, they just uh, okay. Jeremy Fowler just said that a few minutes ago. But who they're going here's who they're going to request the Raiders are going to request permission to interview Buccaneers defensive coordinator Todd Bowles, okay, Bills offensive uh, defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier, okay, Gus Bradley, and Rich Biscasio. I don't know who that is. Interesting. Uh, Jaguars have the are have requested permission to interview Jim Caldwell. Well, he's not a coach anywhere. Jim Caldwell. Okay. Byron Leftwich, which you called. Yeah, I love that one. Todd Bowles. I think Leslie Tom might Frazier. get it, but Tom might be back. We'll see. Yep. Leslie Frazier. He might get a shot too. Da- Daryl Beverell. Okay. Doug Peterson after taking a year off. That's an interesting one. That makes some sense. Matt Eberflus. And this is familiar. Where's he from? I think he's the Colts offensive coordinator. Oh, that's a good one. And last but not least, Kellen Moore. Oh, wow. Kellen Moore. Okay. Now I will tell you this. I just got a tweet. Who is the favorite to land the Jacksonville job? It's between Byron Leftwich because he played there and Doug Peterson. Yeah, those are the two choices I would go with too. And I I think I will I will tell you this. Uh, Todd Bowles will become a head coach this season. That's what I think. I can see the Raiders taking him, maybe. Now, Jules, I, before we go, tell our listeners in your opinion on Todd Bowles how, what you think. Well, I think my opinions changed a little bit. I didn't like what I saw with us after the first year. He's just too lackadaisical for me. Like, the energy's not there. It's not that he hasn't put in the work and not like he doesn't care. It's just that he doesn't, the emotions aren't there. Sometimes I feel like the players don't fully buy in, maybe. I don't know, but, like, the other thing is he's done a great job with the Bucks defense. I'll say that, obviously. Uh, he, the guy knows defense, no question about it. I could obviously question the offensive side of the ball with him because it was not great with us besides that one year. Um, but, I mean, I think he's deserved another shot. I wouldn't say don't hire him by any means. Now, there's one spot I think that actually makes some sense for him that you might be like, okay, Chicago Bears with Matt Nagy because it seems like Nagy's inevitably getting fired because he's like, I've been told I'm going to coach the last two games. Like, and then there was a report about Thanksgiving. You know, the Bears always seem to have a uh, defensive-minded coach. Uh, what do you thought about that? About the Bears? Yeah, hiring top Bulls. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I think that top Bulls could help, cl- and especially with Mac uh, – Khalil Mack, he could build up that defense again and make them ferocious. But yeah, you got to see how he handles the quarterback situation over there. But um, I'm just going to tell you this, in my opinion, uh, Packers offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, he's getting requests for jobs too. Oh, that's a good one um, too. After the season's over, what I'm going to do is going to look at teams who need head coaches and I'm going to do my predictions. 
And you know what, Jules? I, I want you to do the same thing. We should compare ours. Okay, I could do some predictions. I'll definitely do a few. We have three openings right there, obviously. We'll see if any others shake loose. But um, the Giants shouldn't need one, but they won't, I guess. But uh, yeah, man, we got a lot to look forward to. Absolutely. So, Jules, why don't we uh, end this like we know how? So tomorrow we're doing baseball. I want everyone to know we're going to have a nice surprise guest on there as well. So we're looking forward to getting baseball talk on. I know the lockout's been terrible. Uh, a lot of craziness going on with that. But in terms of this, Grunt Talks MLB website, uh, Twitter, Grunt Talks MLB, Facebook, Grunt Talks MLB, also YouTube as well. Check, we have a lot of baseball and football videos going up there. We're on TikTok as well. Uh, personal Twitter is JulianGuardi1. Personal Instagram is JulianGuardi11. Team Instagram, Grunt Talks team. Bro, take it away. Thank you, bro. So my personal Twitter, btoms81. Uh, personal Instagram, Bobby Thompson, 81, as Julian alluded to check out uh, on YouTube, Instagram. We're all over the place. TikTok, Twitch, you name it. We're Not versatile. We're versatile. And of course the juggernaut check all of our content exclusively on gruntalksmlb.com. I used to say we're Taysom Hill, but now I'm going to say we're Debo Samuel. Cause that's there you go. Better. Even better. Even better. <laughs> all right, bro. <laughs> All right, man.